Are you tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. Welcome to Relationship Radio, where we make healthy relationships simple and easy. Because once you know better, you can do better. I'm Nicole Cunningham. And I'm Kim Giles. We're so glad you're with us today. On today's show, we're discussing when life is hard. Because, you know, the truth is that the classroom of life, it's a pretty rough adventure for all of us at one time or another, whether it's days or weeks or years. I mean, we could be brought to our knees. Life can be tough, Kim. Uh, we're going to experience loss and pain. And, and we want to give you the tools today how to actually move through that and how to stay optimistic. So I think this is going to be a powerful show for a lot of us. It's actually been serving me to even get ready for the show and go through this content, Nicole, because all of us go through times of loss. We go through times of pain and suffering. I mean, it, this journey, it can be rough, really rough. And getting through those hard times, I think, is one of the biggest challenges of life. How do we cope with some of this hard stuff that we have to go through? How do we survive it? And how do we even thrive and get to experience joy every day despite all the hard, tough stuff? Because it's rough. And it, it is. And, and, you know, listening to you talk about this, it's reminding me that this was actually the one question that really sparked all of that research that we did um, about the 12-shape relationship system. The question was, when we started working with those 7,000 families, was what why is it that some people in the face of circumstances rise and others sink? That was the, the real question we were trying to answer and we were curious about. But you, And that's the whole point is that it happens to all of us and we can choose and, and we do have resources and abilities to be able to rise in the face of these circumstances and that's what we're going to give you today. Yeah, it's interesting too, isn't it, That how each shape responds to that hard stuff. Some of us are prone to depression when things get hard. Others are more prone to anxiety. And and we can be in the same exact circumstances, but actually experience them really different. And some of us can be affected for different lengths of time. And I think this is a really important point for everybody who's listening to the show today, who's probably resonating already going, yeah, you know, my life's not the way I wanted it to be, or, you know, I'm struggling with this big thing at the moment, is that we have an expectation about not only what we should experience and that it should be smooth or that it should be easy or fun, whatever the expectation is, but we also sometimes place that projection that I should be over this by now. And we see that when a group of people experience the same uh, experience and perhaps it's a negative or traumatic one, there's an expectation that all of those people would overcome that in the same timeline. But we know, Kim, that's, that's not necessarily the truth. Oh my gosh, Nicole, right now I'm I've I've had some heart surgery and and I'm already comparing myself to how other people who've gone through this heart surgery, how fast they've bounced back and gotten strong. And am I ahead or am I behind? We start comparing, which just doesn't serve us at all because we're all so different. We go through things in a different way, but that's so human nature that we I immediately think- add to that comparing to other people. 
We do. And I think it's driven by this urgency to get out of pain. I think it's it's motivated by something that's relatively healthy in that I don't like this and I want to get out of it. You know, uh, Anthony Robbins talks about, you know, you're either motivated by pleasure or pain. I think there's a lot of truth to what he teaches in relation to that. The question is, though, is are we learning and growing through it? Because we don't always have the ability to to just snap our fingers and be exactly where we want to be all the time. No, actually, most of the time, we're not where we want to be. Now, Nicole, you and I are both, we we love Buddhist philosophy and, and learning about, and one of the reasons we love it is because Buddha has said that life is suffering. And everywhere he went, everybody he ran into, he saw suffering. I mean, it's just part of the journey. And one of, one of our favorite quotes from the Buddha what is the one that says, it's your resistance to what is that causes your suffering. And, and I love discussing this, this with our clients. What is, is whatever you're going through. And every moment that you don't want to be there, that you want to be out of that pain or that, that trial, you don't want to be here, you're resisting it, you're actually staying in that state of suffering because you're focused on your expectation of how things should be different than that. And, and we're rejecting what is, we're going to be miserable. We're going to be even more miserable than if we learned a different way to approach these hard things. Would you agree? Yeah. And as you, you, you're teaching us this today, I'm, I'm reminding myself of another author that you and I both love is Abraham Hicks. And, you know, the whole methodology there is that it's not about law of attraction. It's not about pushing for what you want. It's actually the art of allowing. And so this is one and the same thing. So what language feels right to you as we're talking about this principle this morning? Because if you're resisting what is your suffering, if you're in a state of push and trying to move things beyond, you're not allowing and being in that present moment, which is where all our growth and our wisdom and, and, and where that teaching actually happens. And we talk to people every day of the week, Kim, who say, well, you know, I'm not really interested in learning. I don't really want to get the lesson with this one. I just don't want it to be here. <laughs> and I'm sure we, we felt that ourselves. Yeah, and we're, we're actually not saying that you should just accept where you are and don't try to fix it. Obviously, that's not what we're going to do. It, it has to do with the, the amount in your mental and emotional processing that you're resisting or processing and moving through whatever you're going through. We have a, a really fun coaching tool and exercise that we do with our coaching clients that I thought might be fun to share with our listeners today. And, and it's an exercise we do to kind of help our clients see life accurately and the nature of life accurately. And, and what we make them do is we make them sit down and make a list of all the things they wish they had, all the things that they crave, that they wish they had in their life they don't have that, that are, is causing misery. And, and a lot of our clients, you know, they wish they had more money. They wish they had a better car. They wish they had a better house. They wish maybe they're single. They wish they were married. Um, there's all kinds of things that we, we let this this yearning for these things make us miserable right now because because life isn't what we want it to be. So we we have you make a list of all of those things because they're causing suffering in your life. And then we want you to make a list of all your aversions. And your aversions are all the things that are in your life you wish you didn't have. 
Um, I wish I didn't have to have heart surgery. I, I, there's a whole lot of things in my life I wish weren't here. And we want you to make a list of all those and really look at all the things that aren't right that you're letting create misery and suffering in your life. And then we want you to make some gratitude lists. And the first one is a list of all of the things you're grateful you don't have. Nicole, can you think of some things you're grateful you don't have? Yeah, heart surgery right now. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, because then then we'd both be down. <laughs> right? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm grateful I'm not blind. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of the trials that I could be extremely grateful I don't have right now. Yeah. Right? And then we want them to make a list of all the things they're grateful they do have. And this list ends up being the longest one if you really work on this. Your, your blessings, no matter who you are and what you're going through or where you live, your blessings are going to be outweighing what's not right. But what's interesting is once you get all these four lists made, just step back and just look at it. And, and understand that every moment that you're alive, you're going to have all four of those categories happening. You're going to have things you wish you had. You're going to have things you wish you didn't have. You're going to be things you're grateful you have. They're all going to be there. Life is never going to get to a place where you only have what you wanted. I hate to tell them that. That's a bummer <laughs> to have to hear. That's the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It, this is the nature of life is that it's never going to meet our expectations. And there's always going to be challenges. And we're going to have to fight our way through them. So this, really what you're talking about, Kim, and this exercise that we give our clients, this is about maintaining perspective, really, more than anything. And we see that when we do this with anybody um, that is lost or overwhelmed or stuck, you know, any, any circumstances, but when they're the primary emotions, this is such a valuable exercise because it regains that perspective that actually there is some flow in this. And it, and that's not often when it feels like when we are suffering or when we're fed up or things aren't the way that we expected them or wanted them to be, we don't feel like we're in flow. We feel like, you know, things are very rigid and we're stuck and, and things aren't moving forward. Whereas what we're trying to teach is more around be open to this flow because this this flow is continuous and this journey is ongoing and you're actually not as bogged as what you think you are. You know, preparing for the show, Nicole, I was thinking about all the ups and downs you and I have been on in, in the last two years since you came to the United States. What, things look great and then things get really hard and things are great again and then they get really hard. And we, we you're right. We're, that is how it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be smooth all the time. We're in our perfect classroom to have all these ups and downs, but the really powerful piece I want our listeners to hear today is that if this is the nature of life, if you can't be happy today, you never will be because it's going to be this way all the time. So we have to learn that our happiness really depends on what we're focusing on in this moment. You have control over this moment, what you're looking at. If you're looking at what's right or you're looking at what's wrong and whether you're choosing to be in trust that you're in flow, you're in your perfect classroom and, and this is one of the ups or the downs, but this will pass. If we have that perspective, we could be happy to at least a, a higher degree, no matter what we're going through. 
As you're saying that, I'm just being reminded of, of some of the inner circle calls that we've had the last few weeks. Um, if you're not aware of our inner circle community yet, uh, this is actually an opportunity where you get to coach with Kim and I every single week. And the reason I bring it up is this has been a theme in the calls the last few weeks, which is really around you get to choose how you feel in every single moment, regardless of the story you're telling yourself and the circumstances that are very real. And the way that you choose to feel in that moment is going to determine how you show up to other people in your life. Now, the 12-shape relationship system is all about the dynamics in our relationships and about creating healthy, functional relationships that are going to last and that are going to be good for everybody. It's about win-wins and understanding where people are and accepting that. And so this, this, um, you know, this show and the content already today is so relevant to all of us who are not choosing in our moment, in, in that moment, how we get to feel. Because if we are feeling resentful or d- discouraged or we, we're finding ourselves bogged and overwhelmed, that's going to affect not just how I feel today, but every single interaction I have. And I think this is where the the accountability piece becomes so important, is that we have people who write to us every week and say, you know, I so um, want to work on my marriage or, you know, I've got a, a daughter that I just can't get along with and I'm really trying to work on this. That's great. All that ambition to change and heal those relationships are wonderful. But if you're not changing the way you feel in every single moment, that's such a big part of how you show up for others. Don't you agree, Kim? Oh, absolutely. And, and really, it's the only thing you actually have any control over is how you're going to choose to respond to whatever's happening in your life. We would like to think we had control over a lot of other things, but it's a delusion. The only thing you have control over is how you choose to show up today and, and the attitude that you choose. I mean, If we can't claim and own responsibility for that and we continue to let circumstances dictate how we feel and how we show up in our life and relationships, you know, we we can do that. We can believe that we're powerless and we can just react to these situations, but our quality of life will never be what it could be if we took responsibility for our state in every moment which is kind of what you've been explaining. So what we're really talking about is that we have to accept what is and we have to get into trust that regardless of what is and we don't like it, there's actually order and there's purpose and meaning in everything that, that is happening. That, that, that can sometimes be a hard stretch. It can. But today on the show, Nicole, we, we're going to share with our listeners eight ways, eight things that could help you to, to find joy and peace when life is impossibly hard. When you're going through those hard times, how, do you, how can you dance in the rain instead of just wishing the rain would go away? And, and this is really our, our number one point or, or suggestion for you today is to learn to embrace and accept what is in your life, that it's here for a reason, and that reason is always to serve you. That actually the universe... There's order in the universe, and and the experiences that we have have meaning and purpose in them. And every choice we make, we're literally co-creating with the universe our perfect classroom journey. So when when I found out I had to have this heart surgery, I really resisted it at first. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to avoid it. I, I was looking for a way out, and it took a little while for me to accept 
that there must be a reason that this has shown up for me. And in the end, it's going to serve me. There's going to be positive benefit and lessons that come from this. And as soon as I can embrace that, I don't suffer as much. I'm less scared about it. And, and it's been a more positive experience. So we're not saying that you should embrace all these bad situations and just be content to stay there and don't make any effort to fix it or change it. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, though, that we accept that it's here for a reason. And as we fight our way through to improve it or change it, we're still in an, a state of accepting that it's here to serve us. Does that make sense, Nicole? Yeah, it does. So this is about a growth mindset. And maybe you've struggled with this growth mindset. You maybe have been listening to Relationship Radio for a while and you're thinking, yeah, I'm trying to see the positives. I'm trying to learn the lessons because I want it out. But but maybe you're feeling overwhelmed with it. That's really why we created the Inner Circle. The Inner Circle is the 12-shape relationship coaching community where you get access to us every single week in a coaching call. Um, and, they, and you also get access to a huge community vault of resources, worksheets, recordings, additional classes, uh, digital classes that you can listen to time and time again to really assist you to get into this growth mindset and to be able to stay there. Because what we know is that it takes time for us to start integrating these new principles and these new attitudes into our life. So if this is something that you're really relating to and you're listening to Relationship Radio every week and you're thinking, yeah, I'm understanding the principles, I'm understanding the core fears, I'm, I'm understanding about the shapes, but I'm needing to understand why the, the unique parts, what's unique about my experience in it, then consider joining us at the um, Inner Circle community. All the details are at 12shapes.com. Yeah, we, we've really found over the years that our coaching clients do best, especially when they're going through hard times, if they get a, a weekly pump up from us, a reminder of the principles and of, of how to get through and stay in a good place And the inner circle really provides that weekly reminder in a at a very inexpensive cost. So please visit us at 12shapes.com and, and find out more about the inner circle coaching because we would love to have you join us there. Um, Nicole, we've got to take a break. When we come back, we've got seven more great ideas for helping you get through when life is impossibly hard, when those challenges come. So don't go away. We will be right back with more skills and tools on Relationship Radio with Kim and Nicole. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. 
Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back. You're with Nicole and Kim. We're excited to have you with us today. We're going into all kinds of details about how to get out when life gets hard. Before we get stuck into some more content, though, I just want to put a live mention out to Zaya Active. That's ZayaActive.com. Uh, you may have heard me talk about the amazing sports bras and how I overhauled my fitness gear recently. I had a whole heap of emails the last few weeks saying, which sports bra do you love the most? Uh, so get on to ZayaActive.com. Check it out. They've got beautiful sportswear for women that make you feel beautiful and confident. Awesome. Thanks, Nicole. Okay, so today we're we're talking about how to get through when life is hard. And we talked before the break about accepting, having some acceptance about what it, what is happening instead of just resisting it. The second real amazing and powerful tool we want to give you today is to is to practice trusting the universe that it knows what it's doing. And, and seeing purpose and meaning in what's happening to you. And I have to tell you, Nicole, when years ago I was going through a really rough patch, things were bad. And I remember somebody telling me that you, you are responsible to choose your attitude. You just need to choose to be positive. And, and I wanted to punch him in the teeth. I mean, you have no idea what I'm going through here. It's easy for you to say because you haven't been through this, right? And, and I remember about that time, I, I started reading the book, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And Viktor Frankl had, was one of the survivors of the concentration camps during World War II. And I'm reading about the suffering that he went through and, and his discovery that he had the ability to choose his attitude and to be positive, even in such horrible circumstances. And I remember thinking, okay, I, these other people who've told me to do this had no credibility when it came to suffering in my book. But Viktor Frankl, he has street cred when it comes to suffering. He has suffered way more than any of us will probably ever have to go through. But he could do it. He could choose to see that uh, this circumstances might be here to serve him that there was purpose and meaning in him having that horrible experience. And he, he has been quoted that he has said, suffering ceases to be suffering the moment it finds meaning. And what he really meant was that when we see meaning and purpose in something, it doesn't hurt as much. Now, it doesn't make it fun. It still sucks to be in that situation. But if you're at least there for a reason... It, it encourages us to rise in it, to, to at least do something good with it, to let it make us a better person, to use it to help others. 
And, and as soon as we can see meaning and purpose in what we're doing, it, it really does change it. Uh, not that it's always easy to do. And a lot of times we don't know exactly what the meaning is, but you can still believe there is some. Have you found that, Nicole? Yeah, absolutely. But it's not until often after the fact that I understand the real purpose and the meaning. And this is where the perspective in that moment has to be just one of trust, not one where you're trying to link the dots because it's not always possible in that moment. And, and that really takes us to this next point, which is we have to focus on that present moment. It's the only one that we have. Now, oftentimes the only real way that we stop and focus on right now is when we're in panic. <laughs> you know, when you think of any time that you you have any kind of anxiety or overwhelm, you're in that moment because you're unable to make a decision or unable to put that next step forward. But we're talking about mindfully being in that present. Uh, and so you get that moment only, and that's the moment that you have that control over. And so one of the ways that I find most effective to focus on that present moment is to actually focus on my breath, that it's in and out, that, that if, if nothing else around me, is flowing. My breath is. My breath is in flow. <laughs> it's happening. It's equal. It's in and it's out. And it's a way for me to actually regain perspective when I'm feeling out of control. So, Nicole, you know, we get a lot of letters from listeners that are going through really tough circumstances that ask us for advice. And one of the, the letters that just broke my heart the most that I received was from someone who said they, they've just been diagnosed with this terrible disease that causes excruciating pain in their body and there's no cure and there's no way to get out of the pain and they're going to continue to have this the rest of their life until they die. And they said, please tell me how I can have a positive attitude to get through this when my prognosis is that bad. And I remember sitting there going, wow, okay, I mean, that that's bad. That, that, that's a huge weight to know that the rest of your life is going to be extremely painful, right? Mm. And and this was the only advice I could come up with was that you can't handle carrying the weight of all the years you have coming, of all the time that's in, in your future of dealing with this. If you try to carry the weight of all of that, it's going to crush you. What you've got to do is handle the next five minutes. And, and decide right now in this present moment, what can I do to distract myself, to focus on joy, to serve someone else, to get through the next five minutes as, pos as positively as I possibly can? And it, it was great advice for that person, but it's really great advice for all of us. There's a lot of times in life that this, pr this moment is the only moment you have any control over. It's the only moment you have any power to choose anything. So you get to choose joy or suffering right now in this moment based on what you're going to focus on. And a lot of times going through loss and grief, I mean, it's so overwhelming. It's so painful that about five minutes at a time is about all you can do. But you can do it if you break it into really small chunks like that. The other thing is ultimately to then once you, you can regain some sense of, you know, faculty, you know, some kind of flow in that, 
is to also then reach out for things that do bring you joy. So become the joy seeker. And I find that the greatest ways for me to introduce greater joy in my life is to really get clear about the things that I'm passionate about. And a lot of the things that I'm passionate about, I then take action on. So I find passion projects. And this is often about me getting involved and and almost distracted from the real world and actually get straight into the doing. And and so that perspective, again, can shift another notch. Um, Kim, you know that I'm completely obsessed with minimalism right now. Um, And so that's my latest passion project. So I'm in the process of reading and um, I've got Pinterest boards and, you know, I'm reading every article I can possibly find and listening to podcasts all around minimalism. And it creates a wonderful sense of distraction. Now, distraction, when it's passion driven is actually not avoidance and so sometimes that's a really good choice as well if you are overwhelmed and you're not managing things as as well as you'd like and you're feeling stuck and bogged down and and fearful uh, that, that diversion into something that does bring you joy is actually a, it's a welcome distraction it can be a healthy thing Kim yeah or or it can be something that nurtures you or even distracts you or entertains you for the next little while I know we had another client recently that that texted us and said, oh, I'm in a really bad place today. Today is just so hard and I'm just wallowing and I'm so depressed. And, And I remember our answer to him was, what do you need to just nurture yourself today? Do you need to go have a bubble bath? Do you need to go for a walk in the park? You've got to choose to do something in this moment that fills you up, that lifts you, that distracts you or entertains you in some way. And and it's funny that we don't automatically go there. There's something in our ego that actually just wants to spend the time wallowing. And, and it really has to be a very conscious choice to choose something else that we can distract ourselves. I know a lot in my recovery, it's been you know a little Netflix binging if I couldn't do anything else. Whatever it is for you today, you to own that responsibility to choose something that will will bring in some nurturing or some positivity into that five minutes. Now, the self-care part can be harder for some of the shapes than others, Kim. Um, those three shapes that are on the task line of the 12-shape relationship system uh, chart, which is the oval the diamond and the arrow, they really struggle with self-care because it doesn't feel productive. So you need to create a little bit of a mind shift and ask yourself, you know what, do I have the capacity to pour into other people? Do I have capacity to find a solution right now? What is it that I actually can do with this? And, and a lot of times when we're overwhelmed, stuck, feeling fearful, uh, we those capacities run low. And that's where self-care for all the 12 shapes is, is the really healthy go-to. But it's not always the most obvious because it doesn't feel productive. Oh, that is so true with us, you and I being arrows. Totally get that. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's give them another, this is a great suggestion for when things are hard. We've been talking so much about choosing positive and, and in reality, we also need to allow ourselves time to have a pity party and experience the grief and the loss and the pain. That's part of this experience. You're going through it for a reason. You're supposed to experience it and we don't want to live there all day. But it is okay and maybe even important for you to allow yourself some time to have a pity party. And I've, I've done this little game, Nicole, when, when I've been going through something really painful. I, I'm 
I'm busy, I'm doing other things, I'm choosing to be positive, but little bits of that grief will show up. And so I put them in a in another room and I actually kind of imagine there's a little room in my head and I'm going to put that grief and pain in there for now because I don't have time or I'm not allowing myself to dwell in it yet. But later tonight, I'm going to give myself uh, 30 minutes or an hour and I'm going to go in that room and I am going to dwell in all of that pain and self-pity and I'm going to let myself cry if I need to. And I'm just going to really bathe in it and get it all out. And a lot of times a, a, a good sobbing cry actually does you a world of good. Have you found that? So even as you say that, I feel my stomach not up because the idea of doing that sounds excruciating to me. And a lot of the time, if I find myself there, it's because I've lost control. <laughs> so this is an interesting piece because for the, the shapes on the people line and the things line, this is easier. It's easier to, to sink into that place of uh, self-pity or vulnerability, I should say. That sounds more positive. But for the people on the things and the task lines, this is harder. Because ultimately, we associate that with, with some level of weakness. Yeah, I know that that's there, but I still want to give everybody that's those shapes uh, permission that yes. there are times that getting it out would help you because I'm an arrow and I, and I totally get that. But when things are really bad, a good cry is just... It, it gets endorphins going and I feel like it gets some of the pain out. And so I want to give everybody permission to go there at times. And maybe you've got to go somewhere by yourself. So nobody else knows that, that you need to just wallow in this for a little while. But when you've set a specific amount of time, like maybe you're only going to give yourself 30 minutes to go there when it's over, let it be over. Cause we don't want to live here. We, we want to yeah. go there and then we want to come back out. And if you are struggling with this, maybe it's time to get in some, to some Brene Brown, some vulnerability stuff, you know, because this is a healthy expression of emotion. It's a healthy part of life. And if you, like me, you're saying, yeah, I'm hearing this and I've got resistance, maybe there's more, the more dis discovery around that that you can do because this is a really healthy technique for all of us, all 12 shapes. Very good for us. Okay, our next technique is to lower your expectations. And I, I want to explain it a little bit. When you're going through an impossibly hard experience, your brain and your ego still think that you should be able to handle everything and, and do all the tasks and everything that you've always done, even though half of your brain is focused on going through this challenge or trial that you're in. And it would do you a lot of good as you go through this hard time to expect a little bit less of yourself. And I have to tell you, Nicole, I, I have been battling this with my house while I'm recovering from heart surgery because I can't clean it at the level that I like. And I walk through my kitchen every day and I look at that floor that needs to be mopped and all of the stuff that needs to be cleaned. And, and I have to keep reminding myself that th this isn't forever, but right now going through this challenge that I'm going through, it's okay to have a little bit messier house. And that my best is still good enough. That's, oh, yeah. that's a big permission piece there, isn't it? Is that as long as we're giving our best, regardless of how that measures up to what we would like it to be or to other people, we have to choose for ourselves that our best in every moment is good enough. 
Oh, and then that's a hard one because our fear of not being good enough gets a little bit triggered by that, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Sure. Okay, here's our next one. Number seven, give up envy and stop wishing you had someone else's journey. And and I have to tell you, I've been guilty of this before. And I know at this very moment, my cute mom is listening to the radio show because she listens to every week. And I've said, I know I've said things before as, oh, I wish I had your journey, mom, because your journey looks like it's been easier than mine. And, and that's not helpful for her to hear that, but it's really not positive for me because I'm in that moment completely out of trust about the universe bringing me the right journey for me. And when I really look at all my life experiences and the challenges I've been through, they have given me knowledge and strength. And they have been my perfect classroom. And when I get into comparing with someone else's journey, I'm totally out of trust with the universe and I'm creating my own suffering and misery. So I don't know if that shows up for you as much as it has for me, but it's definitely something we got to let go of. What do you think? I think it's something that people of all ages experience because we have some level of expectation of by a certain stage, I will have achieved this or my life will look like this. And when a lot of us are taught that you just work harder, just be diligent, just be kind, do all the right things, tick the boxes, and therefore you should have a, a peaceful and happy and, and great life. And a lot of us get into our 30s and our 40s and go, well, that was a lie. <laughs> so, so there is a lot to be said about this perspective and making that choice not to compare yourself to other people's journey, to truly have your own head and your own attitude of growth in your own journey for yourself and understand that we are grateful and, and all of us are so blessed and grateful in every moment and that it's that perspective that we really have to hold ourselves accountable to. Oh, that's so great. Okay, number eight, this is our last tip for getting through these hard times, is figure out a way to use the knowledge and the experience that this challenge has given you to bless the world in some way. Your misery can often become your message. And and I have noticed that women who have experienced uh, abuse, who go on to use that to help other women that, that have gone through abuse, it heals everybody. And it really, it, it makes such a big difference when you're able to do something with your pain and use it in a really positive way. It helps you heal. And, and I've noticed you and I have both done that with, with our past experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that you're an expert in it if you've been through it, but it does give you greater capacity for empathy and compassion. And I always think that the number one goal we should all be holding for ourselves and for the planet every day is that we would become more loving. So ask yourself what you've been through, what, how has it made you become more loving, and what is it that you can then gift the world as a result of that? Oh, those are beautiful. Oh, I hate to have to go to a break, Nicole, but we've, we've got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about getting through loss and heartbreak and give you some more really specific things you can do to get through those trials. And make sure that if you haven't visited 12shapes.com that you go and take the 12 Shapes survey and check out joining the Inner Circle with Nicole and I. We would love to have you as part of those calls every week. So stay with us. You're here on Relationship Radio with Nicole and Kim.
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back You're with Relationship Radio with Nicole and Kim today. We're talking about how to get through hard stuff. And I'm excited about this next segment, Kim, where we're going to talk specifically about heartbreak. Now, before we get into it, I want to just give out a shout out to one of our another amazing sponsors, Freeman Lovell Business and Real Estate Attorneys. Now, they know the realities of when relationships break down in business. And so if you are in a partnership, you're considering starting a business and you're a little unsure about your paperwork, we do encourage encourage you to go and talk to the guys at freemanlovell.com. They've done wonderful things for us in getting our paperwork. And, and the thing that we've learned is that healthy business relationships are actually only as healthy and as good as the paperwork you have in place. So if you don't have that, check them out at freemanlovell.com. Awesome. Okay. So Nicole, we get a lot of letters from listeners who have either lost a loved one or a spouse or they've gone through heartbreak. They've had a spouse um, be unfaithful. They're, they're going through divorce. We hear from these people a lot because these challenges are, are a unique kind of pain and suffering. They're, they're a unique human experience in, in the kind of pain that they bring up. So we wanted to give some really specific skills and tools today for people who are going through those kinds of things. Some suggestions that would help you to move forward. And, um, is Nicole, do you want to start us off on some of those? Yes. I mean, heartbreak is one of the, the most painful things we'll ever experience. And I, I really think that regardless of the age or how long the relationship's been going, it's, it's always really hard. Now, one of the things that we can be tempted to do is to over-process, over-intellectualize, have to understand, you know, what happened and why did it happen and how do I stop it from happening again? And ultimately, it, 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 that kind of fact-finding or that needing for information, it comes because we are in a, we're feeling afraid and we're feeling stuck. The healthier way to do that instead of all of this over-analysis is to actually make a decision to cut off all contact, 
be loving and kind with all that, that other person and all the connections that you share with that other person, whether that be family, friends, work colleagues, you know, all of that. But actually make a decision not to take the high road because you're more self-righteous or you're the good party, but ultimately for yourself to enable you to actually start that process of healing and recovery. Yeah, we really find that when you stay connected to that person and you're, you're still exchanging messages, you're prolonging the pain. You really are. And, and we do better if we walk away, if, if it's going to be over then it's time to kind of let that door close and, and move forward in a different direction and not, not continue to kind of dig up the pain over and over every day. It'll, it'll serve you to let it go. Um, our second suggestion is, is don't seek revenge. And, and we, we hear this a lot from clients. They're so angry at this person that's hurt them that they kind of want to strike back. And even though that seems to your ego like it's going to feel really good to hurt this other person back, we really recommend that you don't do it. In the long run, you'll be more proud of yourself and who you are if you take the high road. Now, you don't want to take the high road from an ego place either, that look how much better I am. We, we want to take the high road in a place of forgiveness, but you know what, we've... We, They've made mistakes. We make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And when we recognize that and we can just let them go their way, and I know for me it's best for me to go a different way from you, but but do it without wanting to cause the person any more pain, you'll feel better faster. Promise. Another one is to understand what's normal when, when dealing with betrayal and loss. And this is not about completely throwing yourself into and indulging in these experiences. But, you know, we, we talk about all the time here on radio, Relationship Radio that if you understand and can intellectualize a painful emotional process, it, it helps you because you receive more knowledge. And that's the tagline to the show is know better and do better because once you understand, it makes it easier. So I, I want to go back to that first tip, which is don't keep that the messages and the exchange and the fact-finding going. Now, if that was a physical broken arm and every single time that you sent a text message, you re-broke that arm in a different place and you didn't allow it to heal, well, you would be able to intellectually and cognitively make a decision to say, this is not helping my recovery. This is not starting my healing journey. So it's the same way with betrayal and loss and with heartbreak is that if we could physically see it like a broken arm, we would actually be very delicate with ourselves. We would give ourselves the time and the space and, and, and the understanding that this is going to be a process. It's going to take time because we can't see it like a broken arm. It's often through re reaching out to either people like coaches, counselors, psychologists, reading articles, understanding more about this process that actually gives us that perspective that goes, yeah, it's not a broken arm, but it does. I do need to give myself this time and this space to heal. Yeah, we also, we've got to give ourselves permission to, to go through whatever experience we're having. So sometimes when we're going through a hard time, we either can't sleep or all we want to do is sleep. We want to sleep all the time. We lose our appetite or maybe we're comfort eating. Maybe we have anxiety attacks. There's all kinds of physical symptoms that can come up when you're going through an emotional experience that can all be a normal reaction to an abnormal situation. And, and I think sometimes we add on top of the pain of what we're going through, all of this shame 
about how badly we're managing it. Look at all these you know, issues that I'm having and, and I shouldn't be having these. Well, yeah, you probably should. This, this is part of this human experience. And whatever you're going through, it, it's probably pretty normal for this human experience. And, and to let yourself experience those different things and not beat yourself up for them, which would just make a bad situation even worse, would really help. Mm. So part of that is also about creating a new, fresh environment that you can feel good about. So sometimes decluttering the house and making a, a new space for yourself it really helps whether you were living with the person or not. Reclaiming that space as your own, removing anything that reminds you of that ex. Um, you know, you might want to re- repaint or rearrange furniture or, you know, get rid of stuff and clear everything out, sell things, buy some new stuff. Creating that environment, I think, really helps with that longevity of the healing process. Would you agree, Kim? Yeah, I've actually heard the same thing from people who have lost a loved one that that they need this. They often need to move or they they need to, you know, redo their home and kind of reclaim and, and get a fresh start because everything just reminds you of all those old memories. And that can be even more painful. Nicole, I remember when I went through a divorce. I I was so distraught for a few weeks and all I wanted to do was paint my house and I ended up repainting every single room on the inside of my house and it was something physical that I could do with myself. I I I couldn't just sit there, right, and and feel that pain. I had to be busy and so that was so so cathartic for me to paint. And, and I think anything like that can really help you to have a fresh start to move forward. Love that one. Yeah. The other one is, is focusing on that self-care again. We talked about that already in today's show, but give yourself permission to pamper yourself. You're going through something challenging. This is hard. It takes a lot of energy to process emotion. And if you are needing more tools and, and we're really speaking to you today that you are going through a heartbreak or a breakup and you're needing more tools, we have a show specifically around how to process emotion in a healthy way that we'd encourage you to go and listen to. But self-care is a really big part of that. So plan time with friends. Don't isolate yourself. Uh, you know, spend time looking after yourself, getting massages, get on, on a treadmill, go and do some exercise, take care in the food that you're eating, you know, really spend some time looking after you because guess what? It gets to be about you now and that's a healthy thing. Yeah. You know, we'd also really encourage you to find people to talk to, whether, whether it's a, a coach or a therapist or a good friend, somebody to help you process through some of the emotions. Um, we'd also really recommend journaling Journaling is a fantastic way for you to process all of the feelings and stuff that's coming up. And it's a little bit safer. You know, you don't have to be as vulnerable as you would talking to another person. I can be a lot more honest with my journal about what I'm experiencing and all these thoughts that are coming up. And and they've actually proven that people that do write in a journal regularly need therapy less because they're already getting so much of it in the processing that they're doing, writing down all of these experiences. So, so I'm a big believer in journaling to help you get through anything tough. I agree. And then once you do feel like you're on the other side of it, draw a line in the sand and say, right, okay, I've done it. I've done the grieving. I've, I've done that work. I've journaled. I've processed it all. Now I'm ready to go out and, and start again. 
Now, a lot of people think, right, I'm ready to get back onto that dating bandwagon and they start downloading all of the dating apps and they jump in too soon. What we're talking about is instead of jumping back in and and you don't want to be doing that because sometimes you're a little delicate. You don't have the confidence or the strength that really is needed uh, when you're meeting new people. Instead, create a fun social life. You know, reach out for greater adventures with the people you feel safe with and just chase the joy and the fun with an existing circle instead of needing to go out and get new people in. You know, one of the other things I recommend every client that's gone through a loss of any kind is they need to start a bucket list. Now, one of the caveats to the bucket list, Nicole, that you and I encourage our clients to make is that it can't have 10 things on it. It has to have 150 things on it. And the reason we make them do such a long bucket list is if you've only got 10 things on it, you'll probably feel like you've got your whole life to accomplish them and you won't get started right away. But if you've got 150 things on a bucket list, you better get started. And and what we really want to have happen as you make this bucket list is we want you to start painting the picture of a future that is fun and exciting with lots of adventure, meeting new people, learning new things. Um, That's funny. Our engineer on our call today just said, I got 48 things on my bucket list. Is that okay? That's a good start. But I want you to keep going. I want you to think of everything on the planet that you would like to learn about, every place you'd like to go, every kind of food you'd like to try. Um, Get online and, and start researching all of the things in this world that you could experience and really start painting this picture of a of a future that's very full and and you won't believe the the new outlook on life that comes with that I really believe that bucket lists should be public as well. Now, this might be a little controversial, but I think that having them up in your home so that when people come and visit you and the people who you love, who you live with, see those things, they're going to hold you accountable. And you might know, you know, they might throw you out of a plane for your birthday or something like that. You know, getting other people to know and get you fired up and accountable is a really important part of your bucket list as well because it's so easy, Kim, too easy for us to play small and to actually not do any of it. Oh, that's so true. It is. And I know if I saw your bucket list, I'd be pushing you. Absolutely. So maybe, you know, yeah, we can share ours with each other, don't yeah, we? we need to put it up on our, on our vision boards. <laughs> well, this has been a fun show. I, I really hope that we have created a lot of value for our listeners. Relationship Radio is about the tips that we give you every single week that you can integrate into your life. And we receive so many emails and texts um, from, from everyone who, who loves relationship radio and what we do, we really appreciate those. And what it does is it helps us to continue to, to give you the, t- the content that's most relevant. But if you are listening to us every week and saying, you know what, I need more, do come and join us in the inner circle. All the details are at 12shapes.com. We have weekly live Q&A calls with us. You have access to us via email and text about specific problems all week long. And there's all kinds of in- exclusive special content that's behind the community vault wall. There is so much there to really get you activated and starting living your best life. So we do, you're going to check it out. Yeah, Nicole, just yesterday, I put one of our inner circle calls available on the website for anybody to listen to. So you guys go listen to that one. So you get a taste of what it's all about and, and you'll be able to see how much fun we have and hopefully want to join us. Yeah. Awesome. All right. We're going to go. Uh, 
they're going to chase us off the air. But great to have you today again with Relationship Radio. Join us again next week for more relationship skills and advice so you can know better and do better. Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but we'll join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.